I also wanted to take him home, back to where he grew up in central Fife. Although many of my books have had cause to send Rebus to Fife, Dead Souls is my most personal investigation of my own background. When high school flame Janice reminisces with Rebus, she's using my own memories and anecdotes. We learn more too about Rebus's childhood, including that he was born in a prefab, as I was, but soon moved to a terraced house in a cul-de-sac, as I did. We find out that, like me, he drank in his hometown's goth pub, goth being short for Gothenburg, and that his father brought a silk scarf back from World War II, as did mine. Much of this is reflected in the names I give to Rebus's school friends, Brian and Janice Mee. They're me, you see, as are characteristics of many of my other creations, Rebus chief among them. There are plenty of in-jokes in the book, despite the sombre tone of its material. We meet Harry, the rudest barman in Edinburgh, who in real life is now landlord of the Oxford Bar and can afford to be rude only to a select few of us who expect no less of him. The nightclub in the book is called Gaetano's, after the American crime writer Nick Gaetano, who also wrote under his real name of Eugene Izzy. He'd been found dead shortly before I started work on the book, in what appeared, at least initially, to be mysterious circumstances. The headless coachman mentioned at the start of the book, and later on as the name of a pub, is actually Major Weir, a real-life character from Edinburgh's dark side. Weir and his sister were accused in 1678 of being warlock and witch. Both were eventually executed, despite having lived lives of exemplary piety, and with only the Major's rambling and befuddled confession as proof. The modern equivalent of a witch hunt? Look no further than the popular media's treatment of suspected paedophiles. Dead Souls was a landmark of sorts for me, being the first time I had allowed a charity to auction off the right for someone to appear as a character in one of my books. These days I do this up to six times per book, but there was just the one instance in Dead Souls. The prize was won by a friend, but she didn't want the honour for herself, oh no. She wanted it for another of her friends in the USA, a woman called Fern Bogot. It doesn't sound very Scottish, I complained. In the end, I decided that Fern sounded like an assumed name. Who might not want to use their real name as they went about their business? Hmm, of course, a prostitute. So it was, and with some little reluctance on her part, that clean-living Fern Bogot became an Edinburgh hooker. One last thing about Dead Souls. A fan at a question-and-answer session once picked me up on my use of the phrase trellis tables, when what I actually meant was trestle tables. She was right, and I've left the error intact for readers' enjoyment. But she also told me that I use trestle tables a lot in my books. And in rereading the series as preparation for writing new introductions, I can confirm that she was right in this particular also. Don't ask me what it is about them. I just can't stop using the words. Trestle tables. Trestle tables. There, I did it again.
Dead Souls Written by Ian Rankin Read by James McPherson The world is full of missing persons, and their numbers increase all the time. The space they occupy lies somewhere between what we know about the ways of being alive and what we hear about the ways of being dead. They wander there, unaccompanied and unknowable, like shadows of people. Andrew O'Hagan, The Missing